Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I'm Andy. That's Corey. <laughs> it's been a long evening of setup, and we're so glad you're here to join us on the world's number one internet podcast starring people we've never heard of until now, because this is going to go down in infamy all right i'm gonna cut to the riffraff we're on itunes we're on spotify we're on google play we're on all that stuff you love us we're gonna jump right in Corey. oh yeah let's do it it's pretty easy to figure i want to jump right in you okay? jump right in to both we're gonna, let's do we're this. gonna we're gonna jump right in into the adventures in gaming and I can't really mimic Steve. Gaming, I'm not gonna. Gaming, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gaming. gonna attempt it. I won't do it justice. No, none of us will. So, Corey, yep. what have you been playing? I mean, just bit? like you, I've probably only played one game. Now, everyone mm-hmm. would scream Elden Ring. Uh, I only wish that's what it was. Um, I got back last Thursday. Raise my volume. Oh, Christ. Anyway, uh, I got back. Uh, just last Thursday, and then I ended up um, playing my playing some Gran Turismo Seven, and that's mm. all I've been playing, constantly, 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 what, constantly. What has that been like? Give me your, give me, give me some feedback, because uh, I have not touched a Gran Turismo game since PlayStation One, so I don't know. I like, would say what, what the what the standard is. I mean, nor have I. I mean, really, like, the last time I really played one was Prologue. So that was Gran Turismo 5 prequel, the one that Mm -hmm. everyone thought was terrible and garbage. And, you know, the one that I last played, which was the one that I based my betting rating on for our fantasy draft that we have, where this time around I lost all my points. Um, You deserve to lose all your points (laughs) after what whatever the hell that pre-show was. <laughs> I hope your your picks crash and burn. <laughs> hope you lose every everything. <laughs> but no, um but yes, no. Yeah, so GT7 was great. Um I really loved it. All the cars look great. The idea that there's so many of them to pick from was amazing. Um I don't know how long the other ones were. So for me, I was going in thinking, you know, it was a good amount of racing. I do love the idea that uh, for someone like me, where before I felt the sim racing part of G- Gran Turismo was going to cause me to want not want to play it because I was going to be terrible and I was going to mm-hmm. suck at it and I was going to be like, I'm going to quit halfway because I have to do all those stupid licenses and everything. They really made it into a... Um, they really... <laughs> they really made it into this great um, game that I felt that there was enough settings for difficulty to basically customize depending on how good you were. It allowed you to perfectly judge um, and be able to play the game with whatever skill you have. And to be able to do that and play the game and beat it, it was fantastic. So um, I felt for being one of the better racing games, um, I mean, it was probably one of my best racing games I've played since Need for Speed Heat. And, you know, I love every bit of it. And, you know, it was great. Yeah, I think, you know, I have no interest in cars or racing games, but it just looks like a very slick game to me. And I think once it enters the PSVR 2 support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it'll uh, be amazing there. I, I can't wait to hear it from there. Maybe it's on the, a little bit on the cheaper side. I may, I may have to see what that's like but in the meantime there's a lot that's coming out that's been out i have things that i bought and are shrink wrapped i haven't touched forbidden west yet which i feel horrible (laughs) kind of because i'm still all about elden ring Corey, and i've talked about it now for i think two weeks straight this is the third week i've discussed elden ring on the show as my you know what I'm playing lately. Yep. And I want to say that Elden Ring 
while it's not my favorite from software game that belongs to bloodborne 100 yep hands down no contest i think this is from software's best game like there's no debate about that and i really truly believe that this is the front runner for game of the year this is the one to beat I mean, that's I what everyone's I, been saying, I, right? I, I, and I, I cannot see any other game. I mean, the only contenders we have in this arena that I can think of, I haven't played Forbidden West yet, God of War, Ragnarok, Breath of the Wild 2, yep. Starfield, or some underdog indie game that just pulls out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Is like the new indie darling of the year. So those have the potential, but this is this game is a crack it's a crack like addiction i've been playing till four in the morning five in the morning i wake up (laughs) at 8 a.m for work and i'm sitting in bed thinking do i craft the i'm sick email do i say i have a migraine do i say i don't feel well i feel off today i'll see you in three days because i might have something and I'm watching out for you, and you're welcome. That's how bad it's become. <laughs> is this I'm, like is this like really the days bad. when we used to play uh, Ghost Legends? Like when we would sit there and we realize no, that like this is worse. This is worse than the four because o'clock in the morning Ghost binges. Legends, were... Ghost Legends was we would settle in for long late night sessions, and that sounds so sexy. Long late night <laughs> sessions, and you know it was comforting, and we would you know bullshit and talk and just you know do a couple of uh, missions. But there was never a, a pull the next morning to go back in and play or to grind for a better equipment. Yeah. Or or waking up at like 2 a.m. to go back to play. Because, oh, yeah, there was this boss fight that I, I can probably do better right now. That wasn't there. Mm-hmm. This has all the markers of an Andy addiction game where it's it's all of my tabs or Elden Ring in my browser. I have yep. a notebook with my notes. It's all I think about. And I come home from work and I just bang out the chores, cook dinner, put laundry away, feed the dog, walk the dog, so I can play uninterrupted until the eyes start to fail. And that for me is like the mark of game of the year. So yeah, it's... um. It's it's intense, and you know I'm really glad that it's it's everything it, I thought it would be and more. And it, I'm getting close to the end game, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's either going to be I'm done for a bit and I can start something else, or it's great. Now it's a new build. Now it's who can I co-op this with? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a long journey. I may have to buy this on the digital side to have it always in my hard drive because I I, I kind of want to keep coming back to it over and over again. So, but yeah, fun times, fun times. In I'm, glad, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I mean, from what I've seen for a lot of people that are part of our Patreon yeah. group that get to be part of our discord, we actually made a tab just for Elden Wing because it's done <laughs> Because so many people want to talk about it and play it. And for me, right. being an outsider that hasn't had the game but gets to read your guys' chat on it, it's like super it, exciting. It's super crazy to see the amount of people that are uh, coming on into that. And that's where it's super cool on the idea that, like I say, when you talk about co-op especially, mm-hmm. um, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to get to this game because I know I could go into that Discord chat and go, hey, at Andy, at It's Perger, at, you know, Steve, at everyone, like, like let's play together. And, you know, I can't wait to... Right. I'm going to probably be picking it up when I get back next right. week for sure. Now, so the only real downside of having this addiction... Which was such a huge game, is I'm ignoring my beloved indie games. And two amazing games came out recently. So for this week's indie game wash, I want to give a special shout out to former guest of the show, <laughs> Dawn of the Monsters, was released on the 15th. I had no idea that the game was coming out even in March, let alone two days uh, yesterday. I so, saw it hit the store and I was like, Yeah, I, I was know like, we oh, talked about this. That game is out. 
cool. <laughs> Everyone go buy that game. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a co-op kaiju size girly fighter. Yeah. So that's that's really neat looking. And also out a game called The Young Souls. It's like a co-op side scrolling brawl. I sent game. that to you as soon as I saw <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, I need to buy this. Yeah. There's a lot of good games indie wise. There um there's, there's a lot of really things good ones. For those who didn't see uh earlier this week, I wasn't part of it. Andy and Steve last week got to have an interview with Greg Miller. And it was something where, you know, it was so neat to see him talk about what you guys do on the indie side of things and how um, it's it's such a thing that's needed in this industry and uh, how there's so many good games coming out from the indie side now as well um, where a lot of people don't get to see them or know about them and you know you guys get to cover them now and then a lot of those games are starting to come out and it's crazy to see all of them so you know yeah and also as uh, we get in the discord from miss envy capybara spa also came out on the 14th which i'm looking at it right now why am i now hearing about this game see people this is the problem when you when you follow the indie game so closely and the frustration of missing gems like this because this game looks incredible and I am going to bookmark this and get these guys on the show because I need to know. I need to know the story. Um, speaking of stories, Corey. Yeah, let's get those, into it. And those who are listening out there. Elden Ring has sold 12 million units. This is the first of our dual screens report. 12 million units. Which is crazy. For some perspective on that, the entire Dark Souls trilogy plus remastered has sold 12, 27 million copies combined. Yeah. Sekiro took about a year until it broke the 5 million mark. And now you have Elden Ring. I'm not sure what the Bloodborne stats are. Bloodborne, I think, had a good, a good 2 million. Yeah, Bloodborne was pretty good yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah, but as I an mean, only PlayStation 4 yeah. title. Yeah. Um, so that's insane that we had, you know, these aren't, these aren't unknown games that people just kind of glance over. This is, people know from software, they know, Dark Souls, they know Sekiro, Game of the Year when it came out not too long ago. But we've never seen numbers like this for a From Software game. And I was thinking about From Software games long and hard today. And I thought back to when I first played Demon Souls. Now, for most people, their first time playing Demon Souls was when they came out. On the PS5. On the PS3. On the PS3. In, I believe, late 2009. Now, for me, I first played Demon Souls at E3 2009. And this is going to be a little Andy story time right now. Oh, boy. So E3 2009 was my very first E3. It was the return to form of e3 after a couple of years of no big splash convention it was very quiet in hotels just pockets of devs showing off games no big to do like it is now it was the comeback and i was there for the comeback and i was thinking on when i first got to go i was going through my email because I knew I had some agenda or some schedule for when I attended E3 for the first time, you know, so many years ago. And I found an article I wrote called The Best of E3. And just to put you all in the mindset of what was happening in the world, in the gaming world at that time. I'm trying to think of what else came out that year. Here's some highlights. Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Oof. God of War 3, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Splinter Cell Conviction, 
Red Steel 2, Assassin's Creed 2, <laughs> Halo ODST. These are the, and my Modern it, Warfare 2. I would say these, these were the big things. Yeah, it's crazy to hear that list because it's funny how that also goes to show just, uh, you know, how many games have had like and in the in the dark souls series there hasn't been a crazy amount of games but it's like assassin's creed 2 it's like how many games ago have you had since so yeah. i i mean i, I kind of want to read some of the stuff i wrote here just to give you like an idea of how i was at the time so for example final fantasy 14 we didn't see much of this title except for a cinematic cutscene, but it exists enough said so i still hate CGI cutscenes then, and I hate them now. <laughs> Two things that did not age well on this article. Project Natal, which would not be known as Connect. You know Connect, right, Corey? Yeah. That, that yeah. Connect? Yeah. Connect? Yeah. Did you say how great it was and amazing and this wait, is wait, the future wait. of gaming? Uh, shush, 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 shush. Microsoft is looking to reinvent the way you play your video games. With voice recognition and the ability to identify a full range of your body's motions and gestures, Project Natal could very well conquer the casual gamer market. The concept of Natal is simple. You are the controller. Make sure you have enough room for mom and dad on the couch. The living room is about to get a lot more crowded. These are words I wrote in 2009. Well, because... Wasn't this the year that they showed off that uh, where it was like the kid, the kid, and she was calling the tiger? No, no, that I think was that that one. Or that was that sure was, because that's that, what they I called it. That that's when they named it Project Natal. I think that was maybe when it was officially the Connect reveal. Like mm. here's the official name. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not really sure. That's, that's, here's that's... one more thing that did not age well. Resident Evil Portable for the PSP. I wrote no demo, not even a trailer, but rest assured, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> that game never came. <laughs> so I could go, I could, I could go through the whole list of how I was crying at the last Guardian reveal, and I wrote here like <laughs> my eyes are starting to water. But, but at the very uh. bottom, Corey, at the very bottom of my list. Did you write about Final Fantasy 13 verses in there too? No. At the very bottom of my list, yeah, it says point of interest, Demon Souls. And here's what I wrote. I honestly don't know what to make of it, but I know that I'm not very good at it. I spent more time dying than actually playing the game. Is this the least uh... fun game I played at E3? Or maybe it's the most fun. I honestly don't know. Maybe I need more time with it, but Demon Souls has something going on that I can't quite put my finger on. I just don't know if I'm eager enough to find out what that something is or to completely wipe it from my memory. Corey, I don't think anyone knew when Demon Souls came out, even when Dark Souls came out, that these kind of games would push through the way Elden Ring has. Elden Ring has cracked the code to go from a very specific audience for From Software games to pulling in so many other people into its world. It's an explosion of a fan base. And I really cannot wait what these guys do with full next-gen hardware. And it's, it, it, it thrills me to think that this, this game dev that had this idea of a classic-inspired Ninja Gaiden NES type of formula where story is very minimal, it's in the background, but it's there, and very intense, very hard gameplay cut through and is now seeing this level of success it is insane and to think that it sold 12 million copies in what is three weeks it's is, it's in it's, it's crazy it's mind-boggling it's well mind it's it, like i told you today my brother bought it as someone that doesn't play yeah. fantasy games doesn't play anything but just because of the hype this game is getting and the people that are saying like this is a must play for everyone he bought mm -hmm. it 
Right. So like Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. So speaking of more games, I'm gonna ignore because of Elden Ring. Today was ID at, at Xbox and stuff happened. Yep. Like uh Tunic. Tunic is Tunic, out. Tunic is out. Tunic uh, is out right now. I, I saw it and I was like, Andy. Do we have any way of playing this? Do we? Is it on Steam? Because like I wasn't paying attention to it. I've never I seen just, Tunic. This is the first time I ever saw get, it. I was like, go get Game Pass, Corey. I know. I don't have it. I don't have an Xbox, but I am assuming it's on PC because it is on Steam. Hey, it's cheaper to get Game Pass. Let's yeah, get Game Pass and play. But either way, uh, <laughs> it was a big thing to show. And the idea that I found out this is an Xbox Game Pass exclusive. Uh, a lot of the games that they showed today. Uh, we're going to game pass first which mm -hmm. this is a big thing for a lot of indies uh i know like we had a t you guys have talked about this all the time and the one nice thing about game pass is game pass does give indie developers that uh spot where when a game like tunic comes out right mm -hmm. on game pass it right away says here is um a, a, here is instant sales for you here is you know the 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 great amount of stuff coming and and i just want to put out one thing before we start going down this thing uh today i'm gonna be a humble man i know last time i was on the episode i may have said some things about game pass and may have or xbox in general and come out very wrong in what i was saying and i just want to come out and say that after today i watched id at software and i watched and i, I i'm so happy this this conference was great and you know i want to I, I don't want to be that person like i do agree that there's some things that every company needs to work on and maybe i was a little bit aggressive with xbox last time that was my own thing i'm not yeah, going to do that again but i watched someone else go into chat i was watching id software live and i had someone else come into chat and start just berating all these people going oh well playstation's got this and da, 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 da. and i'm like and I, in my mind, I'm like, dude, th this is not about that. This is about indies. This is about this. And I'm like, now I know how everyone felt. I am sorry. I'm making my apology now. But, oh, look uh, at you. Yeah, I'm coming forth. You. I'm coming forth, you're, admitting my apology on the internet. You're growing up. Look at I'm you. growing I'm so up. Proud of you. But it so was I, great. Like, there I, was so many games. So many I, games. We're going to go through I, all of them. But yes. I, I don't want to go through all of them because it's a lot. Because you watch this thing. I want I you did. to go, go over it. What are some of your highlights from? So from a the, big amount of my highlights for this um, is just the way this was done. Um, it was really neat to see the idea that this just wasn't a... I mean, it was almost three hours long. It was like two hours and 20-something minutes long. Like almost two hours and 15 minutes. And... Uh, uh the whole thing that i loved about the way that they did this conference is it wasn't just the xbox standard or even the playstation standard lately of trailer 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 there you go and everyone's going okay well what the heck this was more of like here's tunic here's the game hey let's go watch that streamer that's playing it right now you can go watch them playing it this is the streamer that's doing it so they brought out these streamers that were like playing the games they were taking uh the idea of going here's wrestle like what is it they had like wrestling quest was another one i'm not a big wrestling guy but after playing golf quest uh or golf story any game that has that kind of like aspect to it where it's gonna feel like that i just love those types of games and the idea that they're right. like here's this with uh what was it booker t and the here's the guy that made the game and they're interviewing everyone and like talking about this and i'm like it was really neat to see those interactions with a lot of these indie developers um another oh, like on our show every week yeah yeah the, exactly like well podcast. and that's the big thing that was interesting we, about this is that interact with game developers well that's what side? i mean that that was the big thing is that it was like this is just them doing what you guys have done for five years and it's showing that it's working um i will admit that sometimes it was a little long-winded um it, it sounded but, like it was a bunch of individual state of plays like games, yeah like commentary like deep dives but like a bunch yeah but a bunch together. of them and the problem right. the only problem that Which ran i don't hate i love that no i love that i i think you mentioned that three hour Three hours, three oh hours no long. and i 
And I, I think that's where part of the issue they ran into was there were certain things where like certain um, games were getting like, here's us playing the game. Not here's a trailer of it. Here's us playing it. Here's us talking to the dev about it. And it's like, OK, we, we like this is a lot of stuff. Just cut it down to like trailer. Talk to them or trailer which, um, game of play. Which game stood out most to you, Corey? I mean, I love, I love, I love Curse Golf. Uh, mm -hmm. The other one that we only saw just a trailer for and uh, cinematics was um, Flintlock. Mm -hmm. um, it's made by the same guys that made Ashen, I think they said. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So That's that correct. really stood out to me. Um, WrestleQuest, like I said, I'm not into wrestling, but the way that this was done, I, I like the way they did it. Um, there was, yeah, the Escape Academy, Miss Envy saying, like that, that was a great game as well. That looked really cool. I love puzzle games and it's a new way to do it. Um, that was really my big picks. Tunic, obviously. I, I mean, I saw it. I was like, I have to do this. But um, like I said, I, I would have liked this to be split up a little bit more just because two hours long, even for me, I'm like, I like what they're doing. But I got to a point where I was just like, oh, I'm just like, like, I got things to do. I want to eat lunch. I'm getting hungry. Like, <laughs> can you let me know right. what's going but on? It is, it is really nice to see like such a wide wide amount of indie games getting oh, yeah. a huge block of time and they're as the, big as microsoft which i the, love i love that the weirdest thing i will admit one of the the only thing that was like i don't know why this is here which i i i'm not saying that the developers shouldn't have been there I, i'm not saying that it's going to be bad but the only thing that confused me is when they brought in these two guys that they were developing a first person shooter with inside roadblocks mm. <laughs> i was like i'm like yes i i agree that it's cool that they're giving them these guys these intention but it's inside of already a game that's kind of there like right it i don't know it, it was neat but i think like give give it to the developers that like obviously like the, the guys that like curse golf the idea that it's made by mainly one guy and uh another one was the uh, snowboarding game um shred shred mm. that one like it's made by a small team of like 10 to 12 people Right. You know, so it's really neat to see all these, and it was really neat experience. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very neat the way they did it. Um, I mean, everything can be worked on, and the, the, I will admit that the T Pain commercials were hilarious, though. <laughs> I have to admit, if there there is anything that was hilarious with that, is watching T Pain go through the whole Crusader King advertisements and just being like, "I'm gonna be this nice dictator and not do taxes, and I'm gonna let my kids marry for love," and da 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 da, and then all of a sudden, like two seconds in, he gets declared war. He's like, "Okay, maybe I might have to raise taxes for a bit." And marry off my kids so that I don't have a war raging on me. And, he, <laughs> and he's like, my wife's being, you know, I really don't like her. He's like, but and and Christian, he's like, in in this religion, I can't divorce her. So I'm gonna make my own religion where you could divorce your wife and marry your sister and marry who you love and da 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 and be gay. And he's like, just da 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 da. And he's like, and then he gets declared <laughs> war again. And he's like, oh, I guess I should have saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was good. I it was for, good. For me, uh, these kind of shows I'm always like, all right, future guest, future guest, future guest, future guest. Yeah. Cause I love oh, seeing yeah. all these all these great fun games. I'm like, I want to talk to these guys, get more of the story, and ask them 100 percent for, for 20 minutes. Um but yeah, and then lastly we had a little like a little montage of some games coming to Game Pass 2 later this year. Uh Paradise Killer, Kraken Academy, Beacon Pines, and Citizen Sleeper. So a lot of great stuff on the indie side today. Again, I love seeing someone as big as Microsoft putting this much focus. Oh, 100%. Of course, you got Track to Yomi looks great. That's like day one Game Pass, like automatically. But Corey. What's up? Some things on the non-indie game side, on the non-triple-A side, on the quadruple-A side of Xbox Game Studios may not be going so well. So it seems that 
I thought you were, I thought you were going to talk about the idea of how a Horizon Zero Dawn commercial or Forbidden Wilds peered up during the conference. <laughs> I, I just told you I didn't watch the thing. <laughs> I watched it. It was pretty funny. It was like car ads and then like for Horizon Forbidden West. And I'm listen, like, huh. listen, I'm like, that's cool. There's going to be eyeballs on Microsoft's, you know, idea oh, yeah. Xbox it was thing, funny, cause... though. Anyway, why, why wouldn't you why, why wouldn't you buy that ad time and this makes yeah. total sense oh exactly um so perfect dark the initiative mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they recently lost a um game director and while these things tend to happen in the industry there was a very detailed breakdown on uh, videogameschronicle.com sort of chronicling if, if you will all of the recent waves of departures from the initiative as they say they've seen a fast and furious wave of senior departures in the past 12 months now is this i just i didn't read the article and um because i so, know there, um, there was two teams on this though right if i'm correct there's two teams so on this. there's the initial initiative that was built from the ground up by Mm -hmm. microsoft to work on perfect dark and then there was word of uh who was it crystal dynamics coming in to help well and i thought there was a development third team that they had because they built a whole new team as i don't know like well who knows i think we're just gonna stick to those two things i know that cd like signed on to co-develop perfect dark because i think one of the initiative's folks was former crystal dynamics or he is now yeah yeah, yeah. i remember i remember either, hearing either about way, it yeah yeah there, there's a connection and it's like cool you guys go help them out so there was a very detailed breakdown of all their departures and according to their list they have lost one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 one two upwards of close to 40 people since october since january of of 2021 and these are senior people or these are just in general just some of the some some titles here senior environment lighting artist holy um, cow lead gameplay animator senior producer principal lead online services engineer senior shader engineer um director of narrative their narrative Holy lead. Cow. so i don't want to focus on what this means for perfect dark i think microsoft and phil spencer especially i think they're in a place that they know that they can't release duds anymore no forza came out amazing age yep. of empires 4 fantastic halo infinite even though it's missing core gameplay elements, co-op and forge stuff, still an amazing still, game. Still, yeah. These are all critically acclaimed games. Xbox is now the most critically acclaimed publisher of 2021. So they are aiming now for quality. Gone are their days of like that Rise game that I never cared about or, you know, State of Decay shipped broken and buggy. Um, sea of Thieves was very incomplete when it first came out. So I think the days of the half-assed approach that was Microsoft games before all these acquisitions, those are gone. So I'm not going to focus on will this game be good? I think given enough time and enough resources, it will be special. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had a dud in this franchise before, so I yep. think you really need to they need weed to be, out. Yeah, they have to have dishes. this come I'm out. Not, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really sure bringing in uh, what you're gonna call it, Crystal Dynamics, because I feel there's like a little bit of a control issue with. Well, we know better, and now it's there's talks of a full reboot of the game since they came on, and other folks left initiative. What I really want to pin this down to is are was this game announced too soon? Well, and I think this is the big thing when when like 
when this because I, I made it i made a facebook post uh when when i heard this news and i made the the and it's been this long i'm like i remember talking about this on my old podcast mm-hmm. about when we saw this trailer and when we saw what this game was going to be that was the same year we saw fable this was the same year where xbox this is the before we knew about the series s or what it was called it was still scarlet mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. and this is the year that kind of Microsoft really had to push to say, this is why you need to join us next gen. Game Pass was still, uh, you know, this was like the first year of Game Pass, if I'm correct. Like, or at least it wasn't as big as it is now. And mm-hmm. this was going, hey, here's all these future games coming out to Game Pass. These are exclusives you're going to be getting day one. This, 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 and this. And this was when they were just throwing names out there like crazy. And I did say when that happened that don't be shocked to not see these games for four to five to six years for some of these games because um, they just started. Like that was the year that we saw that game from Rare where they're like, we have no idea what the story is. We don't know about combat. We just have cinematic trailers that we built that kind of look nice. And we're going to build reflect what our idea. Yeah. Our vision is for this. Yeah. And, and that's where I think since game pass has gotten so good. And I think with all these general, like what they're seeing in the market now is they're going, look at we're they're going to do the, this, the, I don't want to say the Sony thing, but, even the Nintendo thing of, I think they've made the move to just be like, hey, we're going to reboot it as much times as we need to. We're going to rewrite this as much times as we need to. We're going to continue doing this over and over and over again until it's a great A product that's going to come out and be good. And good on them for doing that. I mean, it does suck when... When you see... Um, that happened in the industry where they have to uh, revamp everything in order to do that. But right. But to go back to my question, do you think that should this game have been more been further along in development where you could maybe show something off before seeing it exists? Cause we, we have this debate on the discord where PlayStation is very secretive. Yeah. Holds all the cars to the chest, but you may not get a situation where they announce a game and potentially five or six years go by, at least currently. Because I mentioned Last Guardian before, <laughs> 2009. That was like whew, 10 years since we saw that game. Um, so is it, let me, let me put it this way. Is it, would you rather have the announcement of a game like a Metroid Prime 4 or now a Perfect Dark? Where you know the game exists, yeah, but it's gonna be a long way out. Because if if this reporting is accurate, where they're bleeding staff on the initiative side, and CD is plugging that hole, and there's also power struggle issues of who's running the show, this could potentially be pushed out to like 2025, I- 2026, for a game that was announced in 2019. Metroid Prime 4, as far as we know, it's going on as long as this podcast has existed on the <laughs> Nintendo dual screen side. That's going on five years, and we know that that was rebooted. Yeah. In development. I think in But we know it exists. Yeah. So do you prefer knowing and having a long wait, or I I'm not sure what you're working on, but when you show me, it's gonna be very yeah. close. So so out. here's the thing. What Back scenario work do you prefer? To today, like in today's age, like right now, I would rather you show me a three-quarter finished product and it comes out in six months. I would rather see that to like today. If you would have told me at the height of where the new consoles were coming out, I want to see as far ahead as you can throw games. I want to see that. But right now, the idea that... Um, where we're sitting, especially when the indie the indie scene's so big, there's so many games right now in the market. There's so many things coming out. I I want like like the Dead Space remaster had the same thing where it's like ah oh, it's coming and it's like here here's a gameplay thing. We right. just figured out how to make Isaac's suit look cool and it's like don't here's show a, me. here's here's how the audio is gonna work. Yeah, don't which don't is sh- great. 
<laughs> just just don't show me. Wait till you're six months out and See, go, here's 15 minutes of it. Here that, it is. To me, that, that scenario is that so scenario, rare now. Yeah. That scenario works for like a Kickstarter. Yeah. It's like, here's here's a vision for a game. Here's like maybe a prototype of a game that we're working on. Yeah. That could be a ways out, but at least there's going to be consistent updates because you're beholden to backers to update them. Well, that's like Tunic, and, right? Tunic right, was and a, feedback. And Tunic released right now on Game Pass, and it's doing well, really well. We've known about Tunic for a long time. Yes. Also. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not sure though, how right? long we've known about Tunic, but it's been, it's, I've, I've, yeah, it's been several many years yeah but that's what i'm saying tunic 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 is like like indie games i think are able to be in that market of um or early access games in general too anything that can fit in that market of going here's what we're working on right now and they can keep you updated and that's what keeps people that that, that's how they keep on the sales they can continue to like they're going to continue to be on like you guys can have them on every year on the show being like Ah, this is our year four update on whatever oh, game, right? We should have had Infernax on for fourteen years straight. <laughs> yeah, and, and but I think when it comes oh, to when I think out yet? when it comes to games that already have a series, already have a fan base, already have like a following, or made by big big companies, I don't think in this um, age and in infrastructure. Can they come sit there and be like, hey, we're this is gonna be whenever we decide to come it out? But I think I think they need to play their hands close. I think Microsoft and Xbox in particular, they I don't know how to phrase this properly without sounding like an asshole. I think they I think they they cared about the big game awards splash announcement more than there's nothing real happening with this game yet it's like we know we're making it we we made a team for it but there's not much under the hood of this car but you're showing a flashy like lamborghini i don't know cars people what's a nice car a dodge charger i'm just saying bullshit now but like you know what i'm saying like they're all they were they were all about that wow let's capture a headline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. perfect dark is back moment which i love but then it's like it's been over a year since you announced it and we've seen countless people from this built-up team for the first quadruple a game leaving in mass and key people mm-hmm. something is definitely not right you know in the state of denmark so I always lean more towards, listen, have something that you can possibly maybe show off a little bit, even if it's really early. But, you know, work is being done. In this case, if you got a reboot internally, how long will that push it back? I have no doubt when it comes out, it's going to be polished. It'll look beautiful. It'll be uh, be a fully next-gen game. You know, mid to late of the series consoles. But, yeah, I'm just left wondering what was the point when things were uncertain internally? Is it worth that risk to announce something for a headline grab when things aren't stable in the house. But anyway, I digress. To a more fun news story, and our last news story of the episode, Supermassive Games, known for Until Dawn and mediocre horror anthology games published by Nico Bandai. Those are good. Those are good. Mediocre horror games published by Namco Bandai. Playing cooperatively, they are amazing. They've they've decided to go back to what really worked for them as a horror game developer. They are teasing a brand new horror experience, a new horror project published by 2K. Oh. So we've ditched Namco Bandai and we've ditched the anthology format. For a game called The Quarry. Now, Quarry, 
Yep. Do you know why I'm excited about this game? Besides it being a horror game? It stars none other than Ted Raimi, who is Sam Raimi's brother, who you may know from Spider-Man as oh, the boy. bumbling assistant to JJJ, <laughs> the uh, the Raimi trilogy. Yeah, yeah. The last name wasn't a tip-off. But also, this game stars David Arquette. So Supermassive is dipping back into what made it, what made Until Dawn work so well, getting high quality actors and putting them in their games and doing an actual full fledged horror game. None of these short $40, five hour bullshit games we've been getting lately. I and thought you were going to say Bruce Campbell was going to be in the game. Like, let's be you honest. Know, we're, listen, Bruce and Ted are very close friends, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, let's, let's hope. You never know. But David Arquette, bro, come on. He just did Scream, which was amazing. Love that movie. That was my second favorite Scream film ever. So out of five films, it's pretty high, pretty high ranking. And uh, yeah, I am going to make it my goal. To get these guys on the show, I am gonna make it my goal <laughs> to try and get David Arquette on the show. I have a reason now. He's doing he's doing a game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, guys. I'm gonna get David Arquette on the show. I am everyone, gonna, everyone tweet at him and I am gonna just, just send however, all the DMs. However much D I have to S to get David Arquette on the show, <laughs> I will make it happen. Because I really want to know, after working on the Scream franchise for so long and just coming off one in January, he's now doing another horror. Oh, man. So I'm very excited about that. Corey. Yep. It's time to get into the hype zone. You ready? I, I'm always ready for the hype zone. Okay. Today's hype zone reads in our lovely dual screens crossplay document that Reggie deserved better. <laughs> this comes from businessinsider.com. Uh. Former Nintendo America president Reggie Fizeme left GameStop's board because leadership refused to explain how they would turn the company around. This is like the, what is that meme from Rest of Development where um, Michael goes into the fridge and there's a bag that's labeled like dead pigeon don't eat. And then he opens it and he's like, I'm not sure what I expected. This is that scenario. I'm not sure what Reggie thought would change. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get how you have someone as high profile as Reggie, who ran NOA. Man, he for, he was the face. He was the 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 time that he ran Nintendo was the one time and where they they everyone thought that Reggie was the 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 big cheese of Nintendo. Like. He was the face. Yeah, he was the face for the entire time. Yeah, him and Iwata were like the faces of Nintendo. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Shiggy. I get Shiggy, like Mario, Zelda, like cool. But but, but Reggie. Like, but Reggie came on right. stage and everyone was like, as soon as you saw, like, yeah. that, what was it the one year when they did what was it, Mario and Rat? Was it was it Reggie that was out? Who was it when when, when Reggie randomly walked out on stage the one year during an wasn't it an X like a a third party it was like a Capcom conference. I can't oh, remember. Are you thinking about was he there for the uh was it the Mario, Mario and Rabbids? Rabbids? That's what I was thinking of. Where Possibly, Ubisoft yeah. yeah, where Ubisoft was having that yeah. really terrible conference because no, it, was, it wasn't that bad. Okay, so Ubisoft <laughs> They've normal, always done like mediocre yeah, then, like, the, it's but, always good for cringe. Either way, they had their like I remember because it was the just dance that happened and then the right. next thing you know they're they're and they're like, well, let's invite a guest and I remember Reggie coming out and I'm like everyone's like just Godsmacked. They're like, "Why is Reggie here? Wait, Reggie's Nintendo. This must be big." Like everyone was freaking out because you know, Unc like Reggie was there. Right. Yeah, Reggie. He was just like the big, tall, oh. glorious car salesman of Nintendo. That 
you know, he could crush Shaquille O'Neal in the palm of his hand. That's what, that's how towering he was. He, in he is what gave birth to the Phil Spencers and of the world. You have this man who was just so well known in the industry. Oh man, that makes the products of the for what you're selling in your stores oh, across yeah. the world, and you don't have a plan at the ready when he joins your board, and you can't tell him what. <laughs> Like, what was the idea? Like, well, we're doing good on the meme stock and everyone's buying our stock because of, 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 you know, Reddit and stock twits and our price went up to $500. Oh, here, that's, here, Reggie. You're, you're here, Re- you're here. I thought you were supposed to figure this out, Reggie. <laughs> that's why we got you on the board. You're... He's like, I sell good things. I need you yeah. to figure it out first. So a few, a few quotes. Um, company leaders, including former Chewy CEO, so a dude that runs pet product sales. Yeah. Okay. Ryan Cohen wouldn't articulate the company strategy. To me, that was unacceptable. He said during a South by Southwest panel, you put him on blast. He was just like, <laughs> let's go on to say, he says here, oh, uh, uh, there has not been an articulated energy, he told Bloomberg's Emily Chang. Leadership says we don't want to articulate our strategy because they don't want it stolen. <laughs> what are you hiding? So they have like this super top secret. They can't even tell Reggie. They can't even tell Reggie. This, oh my God, this like reminds me of like my sister's husband has like some grand million dollar idea. And I was like, what is it? He was like, oh, no, you have to sign some waiver first before I tell you. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> you want me to sign some contract? I'm not going to steal your idea. Are you fucking kidding me? So I, I think when that's your lead talking point, you don't want to tell <laughs> the board what you're because look, I work at a big company. I know how board meetings work. You bend over backwards for the board. When the board meetings happen in my company, it's it's like white glove treatment. You roll the red carpet, and because these people are holding your company by the nutsack. Yeah, they're hold they're holding the money bag, you know. And you have to like show them that if there's concerns, if there's any issues, how you're addressing the issues. What's your game plan? That's why E3, when E3, when you hear a lot of stats and sales and things that most folks don't care about, that's all geared for the stockholders and the shareholders. It's for them to be like, yes, this is why we put like billions of dollars in your company. Because you have a vision that we think is going to pay off. Well, that's what you make us richer. So to not have a plan to show like, here's our like, our, our five point plan. This was like South Park, the fucking gnomes, the question mark profit. <laughs> so that's what they presented to fucking Reggie. So I, this is just so dumb. And GameStop, dude, I don't know. This is just sad. There was, there, there was a spark of hope that Reggie saw something like, you know what? Maybe I could turn the ship around. Maybe me being here will make them want to be better. But, uh, I guess fucking not. So, uh, <laughs> Reggie, you deserve better. And, you know, just retire, dude. I feel like you've earned it. Or go to PlayStation. This is like when 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 Jordan played baseball. Oh, it's like yeah. It just, it just, you know. Just, well, maybe Reggie will come back to Nintendo, just right. like Michael Jordan came back. He'll come back yeah. for, one, for, one, for one year and then be like, okay, peace. And I want know, it. I, I ended my it. career on a good note. I'm leave out. it to me. Leave it to me to make a sports analogy when Steven is not here. Steven, you should be impressed by that. I think he's here. He's just, he kept on saying Uncle Reggie. Yeah, the, he's here, but so, not here. There's no question of the week um, that I see in the form. So I want to ask the chat what I asked Corey earlier while we wrap up the show with a little post uh, podcast discussion. Do you think it's possible for games to be announced too early? Should publishers see what's going on and reassess? Is this ready to, to be revealed to the world yet? Is it worth a potential 
disaster on development side for a really big ambitious thing to fall apart at some point. Let me know your thoughts. Corey, it yep. was a really fun show. It was. I, I mean, for I the it. for the amount of, uh, like I said before, as soon as I found out it was just you, me, and everything else, I said this is going to be a white van on fire, uh, spilling melted candy everywhere. Um, and it's Steven, turned out... Stephen, don't leave me again. <laughs> we got Well, it's set up now. We've got it where it's set up now. At least if we have to do it again, we'll figure it out. Uh, so Miss Emmy uh, said yes. Uh, now, wait. I'm I'm gonna close out the show and then we'll just talk to folks. Oh, there we go. Wait, yeah. st- there we go. Steve f- finally finally comes in with. He says, "I think because of what gamers expect, yes. But we know that movies are being made sometimes four years prior. We know the entire MCU slate is for six years. It's possible. They just need to set the new example eloquently." There we you, go. You can you can read your, my grammar <laughs> is terrible. Trust me, I and grammar uh, is one thing, but your reading skills. <laughs> well, that's my grammar. I was not. Yeah, that's a whole nother show. If you want to understand why I don't know my basic grammar and how I pass English, uh, that that could we can yeah, make that. Gonna, a, do, you know, we can do it a like bonus a, show. It could be a bonus yeah, show. We'll yeah, talk Corey's, about my grammar. Corey's, ESL extravaganza. That's what we'll do for you, Corey. A hundred percent. Hooked on phonics, not me. That's that's okay. that's the the name of the bonus episode. Oh, good lord! <laughs> all right, Corey. I think it's time to end the show. It's been a great show. You've all been great. And like I said before, the show began in our amazing dumpster fire of a pre-show in getting this thing off the ground. If you were there. In the chat, I will send you a present for being that patient with us because I appreciate you that much. And I always keep my word. Okay. Sometimes, not all the time. That's going to do it for the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. If you like what you heard this week, (laughs) please give us some money at patreon.com forward slash NDS podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at dual underscore screens. Please also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash dual screens TV. We are so close to 1K subs. Let's make it a goal, folks. Let's push to the end of the year. Let's get that monetization. So you're going to stop begging for cash on Patreon. Uh, We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash DS podcasts. And uh, yeah, Corey, any final words? Everyone stay grounded. That's it. It's always staying grounded. Everyone just, you know, it's, it's like I say, when you look at the gaming industry today, it's so nice to finally be able to see that everyone's constantly changing. It's not just a straight road anymore, which, you know, gives us something to talk about. So I'm happy for that. I'm going to address before we go, Miss Emmy in the chat mentioning a PAX ticket. Miss Envy, I think I want to aim for a, if it's a road trip we're doing, PAX West. Let's go to Seattle, baby. I'll come to Seattle. I'm only Let, like three hours it. away. It'll be let's a first it. for all. It'll be a first for all of us. I would I love can, to do I that. I can do that one. Yeah. That one I can do. I can drive we'll there. One big dual screens family road trip. That's what we'll do. Uh, make it worthwhile. Make I'll bring all the poutine. The bring all the poutine. <laughs> yeah. Right across and the border. Listen, Corey, chat, listeners, I'm going to amend our usual sign-off. As always, please be excellent to Stephen. Because Stephen is an incredible man. He deserves all of our love. He's the best, and I miss him already. But we'll see him next week. And with that, farewell.